0: This is the Midnight Parrot Podcast. This is Midnight Narwhal Podcast. The Midnight Narwhal Podcast. Hey everyone, it is your best audio-only friend, Andy. Welcome back to episode two of our two-part series of the Man, the Myth, and the Legend of Hugh Glass. Because this is part. Two of a two part series, it would be smart to make sure that you check out part one before listening to this. So go back, listen to the previous episode, and we'll be here waiting for you.
1: Here, what you're gonna do, we're gonna put you here, and you struggle in this direction if you want water, <laughs> and then struggle in that direction if you want a berry. And <laughs> uh, you're good, have yeah. Bye. Uh, See ya.
0: He spends a couple of relaxing days resting mm. beside a stream in a forest and Hugh wakes up. Uh, hey guys, guys. No. Um, why is the fire out guys? Are you guys getting some food for me? They're gone, Hugh. He realizes all his stuff is gone too. (laughs) He's got no gun. He's got no horn of gunpowder. Nothing. And if ever there was a time for profanity, I feel like this is it. Yes. Because Hugh knows he's been left to die, abandoned in the wilderness, and bro is pissed. Yeah, of course he is. But he takes stock of his bodily condition, like checks himself out, realizes things are not good for him, Mm -mm. and he can't really move at all. But he decides that he's going to get to Yellowstone and kill those guys who left him. Mm. So he lay underneath the berry bush and ate and drank to recover his strength. A snake came slithering by, all like, happy good morning, world. It's a beautiful day. And Hugh kills the snake and eats it. His teeth? With what? Like, I don't know. But we know he killed the snake and ate it while laying underneath the berry bush beside the stream.
1: And he, ugh, Okay, I trust <laughs> that Hugh was a real person and that he lived life. <laughs> How much of this though is lore and how much of it there's no cameras there there's no evidence really I mean like I believe that he was a, he was alive and this happened but when you expect me to believe that he was a bloody tattered rotten okay. dying mess one day and then 3 4 days later He is killing snakes, eating them and drinking water and eating berries. Then like, just like, he's like, yeah, that's this thing I can do. Like over the period of less than, less than a week, I have, I have trouble believing that like you, I feel like it's real because that snake story is
0: not embellished. Like it's a weird thing to throw in there without making a big deal out of it. Yeah. It's just like, oh, and this happened. Whereas with everything else going on, like I don't I don't think you just randomly throw in this one little detail in your story. And it I seems bizarre. It. And
1: I rolled over on a snake and suffocated it. Like, or I and I I was really mean to the snake and I made it kill himself and then I ate it. Or I bit the snake off or the snake's head off with my mouth and then I ate it like I guess the last one of those is possible (laughs) like um oh it was raw too oh yeah I've had snake cooked before it's really like you know how like you you get you eat fish and there's like occasionally like a bone in there and it like it can hurt or uh-huh. like it freaks you out. Imagine that, but it's all a bone. Like it's just, a, I mean, it's a long backbone. That's what a snake is essentially a backbone and ribs and, but they're tiny, tiny ribs. And you are picking the meat and then just like pulling all these tiny bones out. And Oh yeah. Eating. It was, it's but cool. He's
0: probably eaten all the berries he can reach. Yeah. He's got to eat something. Yeah. And desperation will lead you to do things.
1: Yeah, I bet. But after the
0: berries, the snake, the water, he's recovered a little bit of energy and he rolls over to try to stand up and he realizes that only one arm and one leg is working. He knows he can't walk, so he starts crawling. He
1: should amputate.
0: <laughs> he knows he'll never reach Yellowstone by crawling, so he decides to change direction head towards Fort Kiowa. It's only 250 miles away. <sighs>
1: And he crawls the entire time.
0: He'd crawl for a little while, pass out. Yeah. Wake up, crawl for a little while, pass out.
1: (sighs) Miserable existence. (laughs) And
0: you know, every time he's conscious, every thought is, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to get him. I'm going to kill him. Like, this is fueled by
1: anger and rage. How? Like, Like, yes, like, you can be motivated by that. But he also needs to think realistically. All right, I get there somehow. How, in my condition, and I, am I going to kill this person? Like, Hugh is uh, not a man
0: who deals in <laughs> what a lot of people would say is reality. Mm. This is a man who has been captured by pirates, escaped. He then walked a thousand miles without knowing where he was going, hiding from Indian tribes, gets captured by one, watches his friend get tortured, somehow escapes. He then goes out with a whole group of people, a third of them die. He then goes with another group of people, smaller, and watches some of them die. This man has to kind of think he's invincible. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Come on now. Now, but it's also important to remember that he has he spent a couple years living with the Pawnee tribe, mm-hmm. and so he knows how to find food in the woods. Yeah. Berries, roots, bird's nest, all the things that you can find in the woods that will be able to sort of fuel him. Yeah. And so as he's literally crawling along, he's slowly getting nourished, slowly building up some strength. At one point, he watched an entire pack of wolves take down a buffalo and waited for, till the wolves were all full. Then he went in and scared them away, probably by them seeing him and like, yeah. ah! <laughs> and the wolves are gone. So he went to the carcass, sucked the marrow out of the bones, Oh. And ate the guts raw. Gosh.
1: So he's got parasites. Um he
0: knows no limit. <laughs>
1: um, he's dem- he's definitely got some sort of tapeworm, um, or multiple tapeworms, or All just the worms. Basically, yeah. His back's still not healed. Doesn't he have like maggots growing out of that or something? Or like yeah. Yeah. So he kept
0: going, eventually came to an abandoned Indian village that had some dogs milling around. He sat there next to one of the buildings, looked at the dogs, ended up coaxing one of them over to him, strangled it, and ate it. (laughs) Here, boy. (laughs) But the good news, he's walking again.
1: Oh, that's great. That's that's wonderful.
0: And he's been able to take care of all the wounds that he can reach. So everything so, yeah. on the front
1: side. Not his back, yeah. Well, you can't reach back there. The front stuff's it's
0: been getting cleaned. Whenever he gets to water, he tries to clean it out. There's just starting to scab over. Mm. But of course, on his back that he can't reach, the flies have been laying eggs in the open
1: wounds. Bot flies. Nope, not bot flies. No. But regular, regular flies. Regular flies. And okay. they've been
0: laying eggs that have hey. hatched. And so his back is literally covered in maggots ah. that hatch from his own body.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: Then right. he runs into a group of Sioux Indians.
1: Okay, so <laughs> the Sioux didn't like the, the army because of how they blew up the reed, right? Correct. All right, all right. Are these guys mad at him? I forget. No, surprisingly, they right. were friendly. And probably also horrified.
0: Yeah. By this strange yeah. apparition that just crawled walked out of the forest. But they were friendly. They cleaned up his back. That was nice. That was very sweet of them. And yeah. then they sewed bear skin onto his back to cover up the area and keep the flies away.
1: Like a yeah, Which, okay, so like Band-Aid. Also some a bear irony band-aid. There. Yes. irony, irony there, because a bear did it in the first place. Yes. Yeah.
0: You know they're giggling while they're doing it. What if
1: it's the same bear? <laughs>
0: <laughs> or the cub. Oh, no. <laughs> the cub that escaped. But the good news is they also helped him get to Fort Kiowa. And when oh, he arrived, nice. he told everyone his story. He was attacked by the family of bears in August. It's now November. He's been by himself in the woods traveling 250 miles
1: four months for four months. And it's cold up like yeah, oh, like, yeah, that's, that's fall. But like, no, that's, it's snowing at that point. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. So
0: of course Hugh's still angry. I mean that, that rage literally has kept him going. And so after he tells a story, they are all like, Hey, um, why don't you just go ahead, heal, get better. When spring comes, we'll help you. So he was like, okay. And so he stayed for two days.
1: <laughs> Knowing what I know about Hugh Glass, that sounds about right. <laughs> about as long as, I mean, I mean, uh, if, if you've got ambition and if you've got a goal that you need to meet, like that's your purpose, man. Like you're not going to yep. stop and wait around for that. Like screw that. Like I've got, I've got a vision. I got to implement this thing, man. I got to kill this guy or two guys. I don't know. I mean, they both left him, but. Oh yeah. He wants them dead. Yeah. Because
0: they left him mm. and took all his stuff. Didn't give him even a fighting chance. But Hugh hears that some of these traders in this post or in this fort are headed up river to go trade with some Mandan uh, Native American tribes. So here's another
1: one for you to remember. Okay, great. Add that to the list that I'm not keeping. Yep. Mandan.
0: The Mandan Indians. So, But these guys, they made him sign up as part of their fur company to take him up river with them. So he's with
1: two now. He's with two different fur companies.
0: Yeah, he's now signed on with the second one. Okay.
1: But Wonderful. in
0: his mind, the other one terminated the contract.
1: Yeah. Because yeah. they left him. Yeah, that makes
0: sense. But that was the only way they'd, he'd get to go upriver because where he is at Fort Kiowa is south down in the uh, Missouri River from Yellowstone. So the what? only way to go up the river is with these guys. Of course, the boat's the faster way as opposed to trying to trudge. through. OK,
1: OK, so there's a boat. OK, because I was going to say, yeah, like, yeah, so there's a boat They're not, the, like swimming upstream. Yeah, well, and it's also I was going to say, like, <laughs> what's going to stop him? Like if they were walking again, if they were doing it on foot. They're like, they're not going to be like, stop following us, Hugh. You're not with our group. You didn't join our club. So you need to stop. Like what would stop them? Like why force him to do, to join your fur club or fur trader thing? Like, cause they got a boat. Yeah. Okay. That makes, see the boat makes sense. Yep. Okay. Yeah.
0: So they gave All him right. a gun because he's part of them now. Yeah. Probably some new clothes got him on the boat. I'd
1: hope New Floats at this point. Oh, yeah.
0: They floated or rowed, I guess they had to row because they're going against this current, uh, but rowed upstream to the Mandan village. And as they went on past the first of the Mandan villages, they realized they didn't see any of the Mandans in the village, but they saw a bunch of the Rees. Mm, don't like the Rees. And that's weird because the Mandans and the Rees don't get along. But a few days later, Hugh was away from the boat looking for food again, because, you know, that's what he does. I think he would have learned his lesson.
1: Yeah. Don't go do that. It went so good for him the last time. Yes.
0: But the re-attacked the boat and killed everyone there. Oh, so <laughs> good for Hugh. It worked out well this time. Yeah. They all died. But because the re were watching... They know Hugh's out by himself. So they come after him. And as they're getting close, two Mandan Indians come riding up on horses and grab Hugh and escape with him. Nice. And they did it basically as a huge middle finger to the Ree for taking over their village. Mm. Like, oh, they want to kill this guy? Mm, nah, you're not killing this guy. We're taking him.
1: He's our guy.
0: Yeah, he's our guy now. Mm-hmm. What now, Re? Yeah. But all they do, the Mandan Zoo, is they take him away from them and uh, then leave him alone. (laughs) But he makes his way to Fort Tilton, which is establishment of the Columbia Fur Trading Company. So here's our third fur trading company that he's now part of. And they offer to help him in his murder quest. Like, what can we do for you?
1: Good old days.
0: And Hugh looks at them and says, the only thing I need is to get onto the other side of this river. And they're like, that's that's it? Wow. He's like, yes. Yes. I need to get on the other side of this river because then I'm away from the re, and it gets me closer to the side where I can find Fort Henry, which is where Fitzgerald and Bridger should be. Now it's November in South Dakota. So it's is the river frozen? Horrible. Nope. Current so strong it doesn't freeze.
1: Okay. Well, that sucks.
0: It's insanely cold. Yeah. Impossibly cold. And once again, his trip is 250 miles. He doesn't make short trips. I don't like driving 250 miles. <laughs> and of course, again, he's got to find food while he travels. So I can only imagine how many dogs he ate. Uh, <laughs> Probably none.
1: But, you well, know. what's out in the middle of the, of, the, of the winter? Like, yeah, I know animals are out, but bears are hibernating, which I mean, he's not going. That's to a bear good bear,
0: thing but. for him.
1: Yeah, That's maybe probably that's why he's for, like,
0: "No, I'm pushing through now."
1: Yeah, maybe that's part of his strategy. Um, okay, so takes does he him get a month. A, does it a month to to get to Fort Henry or to get he across gets, the river? It takes
0: him a month to get to Fort Henry.
1: Okay, so they get that's him not a bad time. I yeah. mean, he, he crawled that far in four months. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So in, he made it in a month. Yeah, that's
0: that's not bad. So he gets to Fort Henry, but it's on the other side of the river.
1: <laughs> so there's another river. <laughs> Yes. There's another river he has to cross. Okay.
0: So Hugh cuts down some trees, ties them together, and floats across the
1: river. Yeah. In December. In December. Because and the whole course-
0: time he's floating across the river, you know he's mumbling underneath his breath. <laughs> about how good it's going to be to finally kill those varmints who left uh, him to die. Oh
1: my goodness.
0: He stomps up to Fort Henry, shoves open the gate to find nothing. The fort's been empty. abandoned, and they had gone down the Yellowstone River. So that sucks. He, So Hugh follows. Another month of travel in the bitter winter.
1: So it's January at this point. It's January. Initially mauled in August.
0: Uh Uh-huh. It's January. Actually, by the time he finishes this little leg, he will have been following them for
1: six months. Six months. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So, I mean, dedication. (laughs) Again, he's dedicated. He's driven. So his resume, we're looking at the resume. Pirate. Awesome. Magician. Or (laughs) like with with the red dye stuff, like, I don't know, deal maker. Uh, um fur trader hunter um healer like I don't know. mall and survivor mall survivor and then under like skills or uh not skills character traits he's driven motivated and those are kind of the same thing determined i guess that's another another kind of that but like good for him that he's he's He has a goal. He's going to see it through. Okay. So does after it's now January or February. It's now February. February. Does he then find them
0: at the Bighorn river? He sees a new stockade that's been put up. Okay. Walks inside and sees all the guys from his original group. That's gotta be awkward. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine? Because you got to remember most of these guys, they were told he's dead. Yeah. yeah. They don't know the dirty secret.
1: It's kind of a Joseph and his Technicolor Dreamcoat situation here.
0: Like um, he comes walking like, in and you know, they're all like, Hey, Hugh. Hey
1: buddy. Hey, how you doing? You looking good. Oh Is my a- dude. How are you? <laughs> Is that a new scar? Ooh. Oh, it's a how- bunch of new scars. <laughs> oh, you rocking those, Hugh. Yeah. Nice. Is that is that a bear pelt on your back? or
0: a, Is that removable? Back?
1: That's your back? Oh, nice. Oh,
0: cool. You have bear back. I've you been look,
1: wanting one of those. You look strong, Hugh. You've been walking. You've been, you've been. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. So
0: wow. Hugh yells at them to stop asking him questions because he has one question. Where is Bridger and Fitzgerald? Yeah, and Bridger was kind of hiding behind everyone else because this is a seventeen-year-old kid, and he's crying and blubbering because when he saw Hugh walk in that stockade, he saw the Grim Reaper come to collect his soul. Yeah, he knew it's he was
1: like, dead. Like he knew it's over. Like, like
0: uh, and so Hugh confronts Bridger, and Bridger is just a wreck, just sobbing blubbering just a mess and so he ends up telling hugh the story like hey he's like hey here's what happened here's why it all happened it's fitzgerald it was his idea because it was yeah and and bridger's a 17 year old kid who listened to the older experienced man Mm -hmm. and hugh just couldn't quite even after all that just couldn't quite muster up the gumption to kill bridger
1: Mm. he kept
0: him alive maybe partly because fitzgerald is the one who still has his gun yeah. At this point, all of Hugh's rage turns towards Fitzgerald. Now, the only problem is Hugh had just missed him. Because <sighs> <laughs> two months ago, Fitzgerald had gone down the, Missis- or the Missouri River at the same time Hugh had been traveling up it. Uh. <laughs> so they absolutely crossed paths. Oh my Two goodness. boats passing in the night. Hi, <laughs> I'm definitely not Fitzgerald, that's for sure.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, that sucks.
0: <laughs> so a couple of days later, because you know Hugh doesn't stay around for long. No. Hugh and a few other dudes take off for Fort Atkinson to go find Fitz. Now along the way, they see a Pawnee village and decide to go and trade for some supplies because of course they've got some beaver pelts to trade. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, we can get some supplies for this. So they, the Pawnee bring them all in, they're all sitting about to have dinner and everyone's sitting and talking and Hugh realizes that their accent's
1: wrong. The Pawnee's accent's uh-huh. wrong? So Hugh mm-hmm. stands
0: up and yells, these are Rickeries.
1: So another Indian tribe for me there. <laughs>
0: another Indian tribe for you to remember. The Rickeries had had their village burned down by other trappers. Hmm. Seen the theme. <laughs> and what they had done, they were like, well, we know where their shelter. So they went and took over a village of the Pawnee. Hmm. But when Hugh stood up and yelled, everyone starts yelling and mass hysteria breaks out. Everyone's shooting. Everyone's running. There are people like some of his group are jumping into the river to try and keep from getting shot, but they're dying anyways. Yeah. But even with that, two of these dudes, end up getting away and they actually make it down to Fort Atkinson and oh, they wow. relay the story of the attack. So like, Hey, um, so we're at the Pawnee village, but it wasn't a Pawnee village anymore. Cause the rickeries are there and there's a whole big thing and people were shooting. A bunch of people died. And, uh, Oh yeah. Hugh glass died again.
1: No, I thought he made it through that.
0: Oh no, he wasn't dead. Yeah. Now he did escape, but in all the mess and confusion, he lost his rifle.
1: The new won, rifle.
0: The new rifle. But he took off on the 400-mile journey to Fort Kiowa, alone in the wilderness, surrounded by hostile natives, and once again without a gun. But he did have this to say, and this is an exact quote from him. Although I'd lost my rifle and all my plunder, I felt quite rich when I found my knife, flint, and steel in my shot pouch. These little fixins' make a man feel right pert when he is three or four hundred miles from anybody or any place.
1: Right pert?
0: Yep. Spell that P word for me. P-E-A-R-T.
1: P-E-A-R-T. Like heart, but with a P. Part. Pert. Pert. Right pert. That's a good word. Mm-hmm. People don't talk like that anymore. No.
0: Now they Fort should. Kiowa, Fort Kiowa is pretty close to Fort Atkinson and Hugh rolls up there in June.
1: <laughs> almost a full year.
0: are almost at a full year. We're 10 months into this thing. Captain Bennett Riley is in charge of Fort Kiowa and Hugh walks in and starts screaming that he's hit there to kill Fitzgerald and that he wants his gun back. The good news, Fitzgerald's there in the fort.
1: Awesome
0: but the only problem is yeah Fitzgerald had enlisted with the US Army in April
1: yeah and then then it's a federal crime if you, yeah if you kill him
0: yeah you can't do that because then they would have to arrest you and so Captain <laughs> Riley's like you know I've taken some classes on conflict management and so he makes Hugh and Fitzgerald sit down across from a table from each other and try to work it out.
1: Guys, I have this, this, this I have the feeling stick. All right. Which means <laughs> that when I hold the stick, I can talk about how your actions made me feel. All right. Hugh, would you like to try it? Here you go.
0: <laughs> and Hugh takes the stick and immediately.
1: <laughs> <uses it. laughs> like, I don't think if I, why would jail scare this man? Like, this that all this always intrigued me by the like in the story mm-hmm. like because in the movie spo- sorry spoiler alert he doesn't just like oh bummer i can't kill you like he gets the revenge and it's i mean there was also some other factual stuff that was wrong in the movie you know hollywood oh yeah like and he had a kid in the movie that was part re or part pawnee, pawnee. Or part son- oh, yeah that's it yeah that wasn't, I mean, it might have existed. Like, he might have had a kid with that Pawnee wife, but like, he all this was really about him wanting his rifle and him being upset that he was left for dead. Uh huh. And which I think is awesome and hilarious and awesome. But why would jail or even execution like stop Q Glass from doing it? like he already let Bridger go? Mm-hmm. It, it always astounded me that he was just like fine
0: like okay it's All truly right. shocking
1: like okay give me my rifle back and i won't kill you like
0: and he does get his rifle back
1: yeah fitz yeah, gives them his
0: rifle back and while they're sitting there fitz does
1: which is try the, to explain to you the least he could have done like, oh yeah
0: oh yeah and he does try to explain it's like hey like hugh i was with you for five days
1: which also yeah in his defense and like
0: you weren't gonna survive like there's no you were a literal pile of meat at this point yeah and you smelled like a steak that had been sitting out in the sun for four days gross yeah But Hugh was still mad and goes and bowed mouths fits to all the soldiers that are in the fort. And they're like, um, maybe he'll go away if we just give him money. So they like did a collection and like got a collection of money to give you like, okay, are you, are you happy now? Can you leave? Hugh takes the stuff they give him, looks at Fitzgerald straight in the eye and tells him you better stay in the army for the rest of your life. (laughs) (laughs) And then turns around and walks away baller move just that's hardcore yeah and i adore it like if you're not gonna kill him baller move like Mm -hmm. yeah so he walked out of the fort yeah and decided to become a mountain man again
1: yeah because what else are you gonna do like that that's his life like and he's 50s now or forties now. Oh, no, he's or? still
0: still forties. Oh, he's he's okay. like
1: very early forties or right underneath forty. Okay, so I mean, probably got another ten years of life ish, maybe. In his condition, I don't know how many years <laughs> the bear, the bear took off. Like,
0: <laughs> here's like, one Yeah.
1: yeah. So why not? You know, it's not like you could retire in those days anyway. No. And I think retirement would bore Hugh.
0: Hugh refused to join any more companies
1: Uh, and would only take jobs as a solo
0: entrepreneurial sort of person.
1: Yeah, that's that's more his speed. In
0: 1825, he was shot in the back by an arrow Mm. and had to be transported 700 miles by boat before they found someone to take it out.
1: He just doesn't have... (laughs) In luck like, <laughs> I forgot 100
0: miles
1: with an arrow in your back <laughs> so you, that means you're lying face down for 700 miles and you know he's like i've had worse oh gosh <laughs> i feel bad i feel bad for like the people that meet him and that like don't quite know who he is and they're like telling stories over around a fire like yeah, I once did this or I once did that, and he was just waiting. And he's just like, "Oh, you think you're special? I was mauled by a bear, a left bear for dead. Family, <laughs> yeah, left for dead. Spent a year of my life recuperating, and by eating berries and raw meat and water, and crawling to places, and finally getting there, and." doing ultimately nothing that i had originally set forth to do <laughs> in
0: 1930 not 19 wow like, he's a survivor like, gosh in 1833 he and two other trappers were ambushed by a group of re he was never seen again Mm. A trapper friend of his killed some Rees a couple days later and found
1: Hugh's rifle. Okay, so I think it's safe to say he died. Either that or... He lives on. He lives on just in this never-ending search for this rifle. And it's, he's just cursed. Maybe he was cursed by his first friend that like got strung up and died. like As he was the, I curse you to live life. In a vicious cycle of almost dying, getting your rifle back, and then almost dying and losing your up. rifle. Yeah, like <laughs> Hugh Glass, if you're out there somewhere and that's the case, like please let us know. That'd be dope. But also, thank you for listening. Yes. For real, Hugh. We're big fans. And that's the story of Hugh Glass. Yeah, people need to know that story. Like it's
0: so it, good.
1: I remember being astounded when I first watched, cause I didn't know the story when I watched Revenant and like we finished what it was me and my dad, we finished watching it. And I was just like, that was awesome. Cause it's a really good movie and like Oscar worthy. Like he, de- he deserved that. He earned that. And I was like astounded. And he's like, you know, that's, that's true. Like that's based on a true story. And I was like, no, it's not. And then I looked it up and it was, and it was better than the movie because there was this whole pirate ep- or prologue that no one mentioned and there was no kid it was just him wanting his gun back and then it was a little worse than the movie cuz he didn't actually get revenge but like but i think yeah. that makes
0: it better because Hugh's whole story is one of constant frustration mm. like he never gets that that ending that resolve I guess, and that makes it more tantalizing to say that he's with us today.
1: Yeah, more. I guess it's more like Tarantino esque, and like it's not really like a buttoned up happy ending. But few stories are. Yeah, yeah. I guess real ones. Yeah, that's true. Cool, man. Dude, I freaking love (laughs) *Glass*. I really do. It's stuff like this that like people who tell tell me they're like, I hate history. It's just a bunch of like dates and events. And I'm like, yeah. And some of those events are freaking awesome. This is one of the, like that people that are bored by history and that are bored and are just don't like it. You're stupid. I'm sorry. Like hundred percent. You're stupid. If, if you're bored by history, this is awesome stuff. And it really is like put that in the history books. Talk about <laughs> red papers about him. He should be
0: just required learning.
1: Yeah. I want my third, I want third graders to learn about that now. Maybe not that young,
0: <laughs> okay, children. And yeah. this is what a back looks like when bear claws have gone oh, through with. it. Wow, now who's ready for some milk and cookies? Oh, Teddy grams almond milk, <laughs> Teddy grams yeah,
1: <laughs> little bears, little I bears. Because, like in <laughs> elementary school, this snack always coincides with. The, it does. The reading. <laughs> you know, you have green eggs and ham when uh-huh. you read green eggs and ham. And so obviously you're going to have Teddy Graham's and raw snake meat. Um, <laughs> no, you well, got to go dog. You got to go dog You got to go dog <laughs> meat. Go okay. dog meat. No. <laughs> it's more traumatic. We'd love to thank Billy's parents for providing snack today. <laughs> thank you, Billy. He's crying in the corner because his dog's dead and we're all eating him.
0: <laughs> but we do have some of the green ham left over because that's mm-hmm. the same way that Hugh's back looked.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Whew, Hugh. Hmm. I'm upset that you beat me to it. Like, to like... <laughs> The whole time I've been thinking, I was just like, I can't believe he he already did it. Like, there not that there was like ever an agreement or like it was ever brought up, but like I'm a little salty that you got to it before me. But well, I know eh.
0: that at some point we will end up be working on the same story at the same time, and one of us will just get because it's <laughs> your week. It'll you'll and, get to present first.
1: And yeah, oh yeah. And okay, I look forward to that on either side. Like, I know I'd be really frustrated, but just the humor that that oh, would bring, yeah. you'd say something, I already know that, or I'd you can't
0: you. surprise me with nothing. Yeah. yeah. So, um, hey, y'all, thank you for listening.
1: Yeah. Thanks for listening. I hope you learned some stuff about the dopest most awesome man to uh ever live um, he
0: is he's a true american hero
1: mm-hmm. king of the wild frontier
0: yeah what now davy crockett you got nothing yeah. like let's be real davy crockett has <laughs> nothing on this man
1: nothing bless
0: your ears thank you for listening i'm andy i'm james and this is another episode of the of midnight, narwhals midnight narwhals podcast,
1: narwhals podcast. jinx don't on it yeah i hate you